Yes, ask me questions. That's what Ask Shelly's all about. I answer three of your questions every Monday. I've been doing this for like the past several years. I don't even know how long. I should go back and look up the first date of the very first ever Ask Shelly with Rumble in the morning. But now that we're here in the middle of the day, we bumped it to the middle of the lunchbox. Same questions. Same email address, Shelly at FMI9.com. The questions today do heavily focus, all of them, heavily focused on the big game. So we'll start with Chad's question, who said, Every year when I pee during the halftime show, I look down at the toilet and I know that thousands, if not millions, of other guys are peeing at the exact same moment. And I'm super connected to my masculinity. I know it has to put a strain on the sewage system. Has ever, anyone ever done the research on how it affects it? Thank you. Signed, Chad. And yes, they have looked into it. Snope says it's not really the problem. Everybody thinks it is. There are apparently tons of rumors of the havoc wreaked by widespread simultaneous toilet flushing. Those have spread for decades, but it's really just overblown, if you will. It's never gotten to the point of causing serious damage to a large municipal sewage system. The rumor is based on flawed assumption that millions of people sit through the whole program, only get up and go to the bathroom during its conclusion or at halftime. However, I will say, I mean, you know, we're going throughout the whole thing. But I will say, I did see a report on a 16-inch water main that broke in Salt Lake City on Super Bowl Sunday in 1984. People cite that as proof of the massive toilet use havoc being wreaked phenomenon there's no causal link between that now salt lake city sewage infrastructure is just old it breaks it has breaks in its water line they are not uncommon that one just happened to occur on a super bowl nothing more than an amusing coincidence that's what snope said uh this one's from julie how much do the people who squirt the water into the football players mouths make and do they have any other jobs Well, there is a job title for this. You have definitely heard of it. It is the water boy. There's a post on Reddit that says the average salary there is $53,000 a year. According to simplyhired.com, it's more like $62,000. They do not have any openings for that position at this time. As for the job description, pouring water into sweaty dudes' mouths and holding their gross towels, which doesn't sound too enticing, but you also get tons of free gear. If you're stealthy enough, you might be able to steal one of their jerseys or jock straps. I don't know what you're into. USA Today today adds that uh, you do get a Super Bowl ring when they win. In 2015, we learned that the San Diego Chargers cheerleaders had their own water boy, and everybody wants his job. The cheerleader water boy. I could do that. Uh, And then finally, this comes up every year. So what do they do with all the losing teams winning t-shirts after the big game? Super Bowl championship t-shirts, sweatshirts, hats, all celebrating the team that didn't actually win. Because you know they got to make them for both sides. They want to have them ready to sell immediately. According to a website called Sporting News, which seems really legit. For the past 10 years, a Virginia-based company called Good360, I looked it up, they're in Alexandria. They partnered with the league to make the uh, certain unused items go to people in need. Uh, Quote, this effort brings unused championship shirts and other merchandise to Africa, Asia, Eastern Europe, and the Middle East. And it includes the apparel of losing teams from the conference championship game as well. 
Oh, that's a clever way of saying big game. Conference championship games as well. Uh, the process begins well before we find out who's going to be playing in the Super Bowl. The NFL and Good 360 work together to come up with a list of countries where things could be sent, usually in Africa, Middle East, Asia, South America. After the list is approved, Good360 reaches out to their nonprofit partners in those countries to see which places are most in need. Once the Super Bowl is over, the NFL then gives the retailers instructions on what to do with the losing team's apparel. All of the items are sent to one location in the United States. These goods, according to 360, have to leave the United States. Quote, the NFL and the teams themselves don't want to have it here in this country or finding their way to consumers' hands in this country. Probably for obvious reasons. That's what they said in their quote. We also take pains to avoid sending the apparel to a location where a flood of donated clothing could disrupt the local economy. So there's a lot of research that goes into it. But just know it's it's doing good. It's going to those in need. And that's how we do Ask Shelley. You ask your questions, Shelly at FM99.com. I research the answers, bring them to you on Mondays.